This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to Happy Homes and Gardens. I am your host. My name is Daphne Royce. I am a real estate broker, architecture, and interior designer. Kuman Kalili is a well-known as a morning show personality on Ellis Radio, as well as the filmmaker, director, voiceover actor, and mirror designer in the U.S. and Israel. Kuman is also a supporter of the rights of a woman in the Middle East. That's welcome, Kuman. Hello, Kuman. Hello, Daphne. Thank you so much for having me. You have an impressive career path. Can you tell us about yourself? Absolutely.、Uh, so I'll take you all the way back.、Uh, my mom escaped Iran with one suitcase, five thousand dollars. Three-year-old boy, nineteen seventy-eight.、Uh, through a series of miracles, we ended up in the Bay Area. Was raised in the Bay Area. I went to a high school called Sarah High School. When I was a senior, there was a freshman on the football team named Tom Brady. So Tom Brady was a freshman when I was a senior.、Uh, when I was 22 years old, I moved to Chicago. I got a job with Elektra Records, and then moved back to the Bay Area where I was raised, and、um, got a job at a radio station called Alice at 97.3. I stayed there from、uh, August of 1999 until December of 2020. And then after that,、uh, I became a creative director over a fancy boutique hotel in Menlo Park called the Park James.、Uh, I also help with another one of the properties in、uh, Fiji called Nanuku. And、uh, I also am the only artist in the world asked by the state of Israel to make murals supporting the Iranian women, the Iranian people, as they fight for their freedom. How impressive! What was the most exciting careers for you, and why? Well, you know, it's whenever you start something new in that moment, it's the most exciting. When I started working for Elektra Records when I was 22 years old, I was with all the big famous bands, and I was at all the concerts, and that was very, very exciting. When I was at the radio station for 20 years, I was at the Grammys, I was at the Video Music Awards, so that also was very exciting. Right now, I'd have to say、uh, this new move in my life to make these murals in Israel is probably the most exciting because it's more than just a, a new job; it's a calling. I feel like this is what I'm on this earth to do, which is, you know,、uh, help on some level to bring reconciliation between two nations. You create a mirror to draw attention to a fatal incident involving an Iranian woman and other similar abuses. Please tell us about this. Yeah, absolutely. So I helped birth a mural in San Francisco in、uh, October of 2022. The picture of that、uh, mural went viral, and one of the people that saw it was the vice mayor of Jerusalem. Her name is Fleur Hassan, and she sent me a message and said, "I want murals supporting the Iranian women in Israel." 
So we spoke, I flew over there. By the grace of God, 26 days later, the first mural went up in Israel. Before I did my first mural, there were already 75 murals in the world. I was probably number 76. There were a lot of murals. And by the time I put mine up, it was very clear to me how important this was. Because when I put that first mural up in Jerusalem, it was the very first mural in the, in the Middle East supporting the Persians. To this day, there are still no murals in Afghanistan, Iraq, Lebanon, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, the UAE. Israel is the only country in the world standing with the freedom-fighting people of Iran. So after I did that first one, then the second one was born, and that one was in the town of Nazareth. Nazareth is very famous because it was where Jesus was raised. He lived in Nazareth from the age of four until 29 years old. And then since then, in total, I have seven murals in Israel. Seven murals, and I have one mural in the United States. How long does it take you to design each mural and pin it on a wall? Right. So uh, some of the murals are painted and some of them are actually banners. And the reason is, is because uh, some of the um, designs are so complex, you can't paint them. Most recently, uh, the mural we did is uh, the first woman that was murdered. Her name is Masa Amini. And we, t we made an AI image of her, and then we turned that AI image into a mosaic. And the mosaic had 7,000 squares. So each square, we put uh, inside each square the face of somebody either murdered or put in prison. And so there's 1,021 faces on that mural. So that one is a banner. If it's painted, uh, it takes about two or three weeks to design and then to paint it takes anywhere from two to five days. How about a mosaic? How long it takes to the mosaic to go on the wall? The mosaic was very complicated because um, the first woman who was murdered, Massa uh, Amini, the pictures of her online weren't, uh, I didn't love any of them. And don't forget, this woman was murdered for having a little bit of her hair out of her hijab. So finding the right AI program to do that, that took, you know, a week or two. Finding the right pictures, putting in the right prompts. And then once we settled on the right picture of her, then I have a design team. I work with them. So in total, for the Massa Amini AI image, I'd say about four or five weeks but the very tricky thing about that mural was we had to get the faces of 1020 people and their names and the islamic regime of iran um kills people in secret and people disappear in secret so getting faces and names is very difficult so that yeah that that one took about a month and a half how many mirrors have you designed and what are your inspirations and goals? 
So in total, there have been nine murals. One of them was taken down. It was the centerpiece of an exhibition in Jerusalem at the Museum of Islamic Art. So right now, in total, there's eight murals. Seven in Israel and one in the uh, United States. If you want to see the exact locations of every mural, you can go to my website. It's www.homan.tv as in television. Great. Um, my goal is to ultimately do 18 murals in Israel. And the Islamic regime doesn't really care about murals in the United States or Canada or Australia or Europe. But when you put one in their backyard and, you know, uh, there's no there's no way of sugarcoating this. But the Islamic regime of Iran hates Israel the most. So putting murals in Israel really gets their attention. When I put the first mural in Jerusalem, they showed that mural on Iranian television every hour on the hour for three days. And there were two messages going to the Persian people. One, one message was, look at this Jewish propaganda. That was from the Islamic regime. The other message was, look, the Jews are standing with the women of Iran, with the people of Iran. So it made a huge difference. It made a huge difference. And I think by the time we get to 18 murals, it'll make an incredible difference. Would you share the San Francisco mirror location so our local listeners can go visit? Yeah, so this is, I didn't design this. I didn't paint it. All I did was help get the wall. But the location is on Clarion Alley in the Mission. Uh, I think Clarion is spelled C-L-A-R-I-O-N Alley. It's near 17th and Mission. And in this one alley is just tons of amazing street art. So if you walk down that alley, you'll see a mural that's in green, white, and red. And on the top it says, Woman, Life, Freedom. Woman, life, freedom. Yeah, and that's how you know it's a mural supporting the Iranian women. If it says those three words on it, then you know it's for the Persian women. Can you share your view of the historical background of Iran and Israel? Absolutely. So at the heart of the relationship between the Jews and the Persians... At the heart of it, it's a biblical relationship. It's all centered on the Bible. When the Jews were exiles, they were actually living in Persia. They were living um, in Iran. And there was a king by the name of Cyrus. This is about 500 BC, roughly, maybe 600 BC, somewhere around there. And he, the Jews came to him and said, we need to return to our land and we need to rebuild the temple. And Cyrus said to the Jews, yes, you can go back and I will pay for it so you can rebuild the temple. So the Persians were immediately there for the Jews when they were um, lost and they were broke and they needed help. The Persians were there. Secondly, in the uh, Bible, there's a book called Esther. And it's a very unique book in the Bible because it's the only book in the Bible where the word God isn't mentioned in the book. 
But once again, the Jews were about to be slaughtered. And that whole book takes place in Iran. And actually, Esther is buried in Iran. So uh, that's the second time. And then uh, you got to go to the New Testament because I was talking about the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, there's a moment where Jesus is born. You know, we celebrate that with Christmas here in America. And when Jesus was born, about seven months after he was born, God uh, allowed there to be a star above where Jesus was born. And the people that studied the stars back then were the Magi. M-A-G-I, the Magi. And the Magi were Persian. They're all from Iran. And when that new star was born, the that was God's way of calling the Magi to Bethlehem, to Israel, to crown the king of the Jews. And so God called, and the Magi answered, and they got to say, this is the king. This is the king of Israel. And so they brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So three hugely significant times God had used the Persians to bless the Jews. Three times. What is your philosophy of women's rights since you grew up in both Iran and the U.S.? Yeah, so let's just talk about the bottom of the barrel. You know, we don't have to get into the the questions that we debate here in the United States. So in Iran, you have to understand a woman is not allowed to show her hair. A woman is not allowed to dance in public. And a woman needs written permission from her husband or father to travel. I would love to see in the next few years Women allowed to show their hair, allowed to travel without permission, and allowed to dance and sing in public. You know, you can't go from zero to 60 in a short amount of time. It's, it's step by step. And as we talk about women's rights and freedom, you know, we don't immediately need to be talking about the extreme ends. Let's just talk about the simplest thing. Let the women show their hair. Let the women dance. Let them sing publicly. Give them that basic freedom. I have a question for you. You say women cannot travel. Means they cannot go out of their house or they cannot no. travel internationally. A woman cannot fly out of Iran to this day without written permission from her husband or father. You can jump in a car and drive to where you need to drive to. But if you read the letter of the law, and I'm sure sometimes it's enforced, sometimes it's not enforced. But a woman to this day needs her, her husband or father's permission. So if a woman wants to go from Iran to Istanbul or Iran to uh, Dubai, yeah, the, the husband or father have to sign off on it. Otherwise, they cannot travel at all? Not on a plane. Wow, that's very I, strict. The, you know, the Islamic regime is well within the rights of their laws that they've created to stop a woman from traveling. There are so many issues that they're dealing with. I don't know how strictly that one's enforced, but it's still on the books. 
So what would you like to see change in Middle East? Well, that's a big question. Uh, the very first thing I'd like to see is the Islamic regime of Iran, like removed, taken away, like disappear. Um, I'd love to have, you know, Iran sort of have a similar system to England, where there is a king and there is a monarchy and there is debate and there is, you know, legislation passed. Um, I would also love, with my whole heart, to see Iran and Israel be friends again. That's a that's a very important relationship. It's a biblical relationship, and it it'll transform the Middle East. The the one thing that I think everybody listening needs to understand is, Iran is the number one sponsor of terrorism for the whole world. So whenever you hear about like an embassy blowing up in like Ethiopia, or you hear something happening in Lebanon, it's the Persians that pay for that. So the stability, the the peace of Iran with incredible leadership uh, would be a, would be the greatest. It would it would be a miracle. That's what I'm hoping for: the peace of Iran and the relationship restored with Israel. What I understand, you are Iranian, not Israeli, correct? That's right. Yeah. So I was born Persian Muslim in Iran, and then when we came to the United States, I was raised in the Presbyterian Church. So I'm a Persian Christian. So there is currently fighting Israel. How are you going to deliver your message at this difficult time? Yeah, it's very complicated. You know. If we would have done this interview two weeks ago. It would have been a very different interview. I want to go back to Israel, and I want to finish the murals, and I want to finish them immediately. I want to finish them sooner rather than later. So,、um, if the Israeli government gives me permission and you know some protection, then I will go back and finish the murals immediately, even in the midst of the war. But if they're saying wait, I will wait. So it's just a matter of, you know, do they have the bandwidth to deal with me in the midst of the crisis going on in the country? Would you like to talk about your mirror? And there are three lions,、yeah. top and the bottom of it. So if you go to my website, humantv, h-o-o-m-a-n dot tv. Um, you will see there's a lot of symbolism on these murals.、Uh, so on on the murals,、uh, so th- this revolution in Iran that started after Masa Amini's murder, September 16th, 2022, for the very first time in the history of the world, you have a woman-led revolution. And in the West, all we do is talk about women and how strong women are and how wonderful. And even our movies are all about women heroes. But the Western media is not covering what's happening in Iran. They're not talking about it, which doesn't make any sense. Because if you're really going to celebrate women, celebrate these Persian women in Iran who have the courage to dance and not wear a hijab. That takes so much courage, and you might think it's nothing here in America, but it takes so much courage to do that in Iran. 
So on the mural, I always have a woman riding a lion with a sword in her hand because it's a woman-led revolution. Next to her, I have another lion. I have three lions. They're always together, these three lions. Next to her is the flag of Jerusalem, which is the lion of Judah outside the Temple Mount. And then next to that lion is the original Zoroastrian symbol from about 1780-1790 of Iran, which is a lion holding a sword with the sun rising at its back. These three lions are always together in my murals because I'm reuniting Iran and Israel, their relationship, and I'm reminding the world this is a woman-led revolution. If you can go back to Israel and finish your murals, will you paint something different and change your message at the current difficult time? No, I... Um, I, each mural is different, by the way. None of the murals are the same. I mean, there's some similarities between them, but they're all, you know, innately different for whatever part of Israel they're in and the message. But I need to stay focused on the women of Iran and the people of Iran who are fighting for freedom. If I deviate from that message, it'll dilute the message. And I don't want to dilute the message. I want the message to be in the face of the world. And I want the world to see that Israel is the only country in the Middle East that's allowing uh, me to be able to do these, uh, this artwork supporting uh, the freedom-fighting women of Iran. Do you know where your mural will be inside Israel? Do they give you a location, cities, or any yeah. approximate? Okay. So there's one in Jerusalem, there's one in Mevaseret, there's one in Nazareth. There's two in Netanya, and then there's uh, one in Haifa. Uh, and I'm missing one. I can't remember where the last one is. But they, they tell me ahead of time, and we figure out the size of the wall. There's going to be another one in Haifa soon. And then uh, there's going to be another one in Jerusalem. And then I'm going to put one inside of Israel is this uh, very unique religion called the Druze, D-R-U-Z-E. It's a very unique religion. And uh, I'm going to put one in a Druze village, hopefully soon. And you hire someone to paint your mirror? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So far, I've worked with three different artists in Israel. But yes, I, I do hire them to, uh, to paint it because it's very difficult to fly somebody there, have all their paint, all their brushes, when all of the people are already in Israel with all of the supplies. Will you create another mirror with a mosaic? Yeah, so... Um, I am going to do that mural uh, one or two more times, the mosaic one. Right now I'm working on, so uh, let me tell you a quick story. Uh, the United Nations in Geneva is about to install Iran as vice president of the Human Rights Commission. And what that means is the country with the worst human rights record in the world is going to be vice president of human rights. 
I don't want that to happen. So I think I'm going to fly to Switzerland this weekend and meet some people and try to unveil a mural on November 1st in Switzerland against the Islamic regime being made vice uh vice chair of the human rights and that mural will be the mosaic so you actually going there this weekend i think so i mean i've had five different people call me and say can you come this weekend and my schedule is a little bit free i have to move a few things around but i think i'm going to do it well it's tough work but good luck <laughs> thank you daphne okay Is there anything you want to share with the with our listeners about you yourself or your goal around the world? So here's here's what I'd like to share with your listeners. Right now, I'm funding this myself, and、um, it's not cheap. So if there's anybody out there who cares about this work, you know, if you go to my website, human dot tv, there's、um, A way you can donate, and also you can send me messages on Instagram. It's Human TV.、Uh, but yeah, I'd love to just hear from you, be in touch with you all,、um, and then you know, say a prayer for me, because this work is complex and it's difficult, and、uh, many times I feel alone, like I don't know what's going to happen in Switzerland. So you know, anything. Yeah, anything you could do, anything that that you know you feel led. If you have a suggestion of a nonprofit I should reach out to, just be in touch, and and、uh, I just love to hear from you. You say people can contact you on Instagram and also your website to、Instagram. support you and your yeah. And I'm also on LinkedIn. You know, Khalili is my last name, K H A L I L I. So yeah, you can you can find me a bunch of different ways. I will link all your sites along with this interview, so people can know where to find you and support you. Amazing! Thank you. Thank you very much, Human, for talking with me. Thank you, Daphne. I really enjoyed it. You have just listened to Tall Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.